Welcome to the Lift, Nourish, and Thrive podcast. My name is Julia Feliciano, and every Wednesday when new podcast episodes are released, I host a special segment, WTF Wednesday. Now, this special segment is to debunk common fitness, nutrition, and diet myths that I have frequently come across with working with hundreds of women throughout my career as a health and fitness coach and also really common fitness nutrition and diet myths that just exist in our world as is so why debunk these myths it's because not long ago i was told that cutting carbs and doing lots of cardio to lose weight would give me the body that i wanted and it didn't i was told to try all of these different crazy things to lose weight to get the body of my dreams and whenever i tried i could just never stick to it right which just caused me to feel worse about my body but more importantly worse about myself wtf wednesday is your place to have a solid knowledge base on the right way to lose weight how to keep it off and what you can do to get the best results on your weight loss journey what is up everybody welcome back to wtf wednesday this segment this week is brought to you by a former client that I had uh, who recently had a baby who reached out to me to let me know that I had really helped her with her mindset and approach around purchasing certain products to help her lose weight right uh so she reached out to me and let me know that she was struggling with um finding a protein supplement that had a bit more all natural ingredients right and that there is nothing wrong with wanting to give your body natural ingredients either from food or if you choose to get some supplements and monitor the ingredients in the supplement nothing wrong with that but she had reached out to me to let me know that she was getting a bit of an off vibe from these supplements that they were a bit pricey right for her liking um and that she felt like something just wasn't right with it and that there was another approach that she could take to help her with feeling like she was having just very low energy throughout the day Right, because the products that she shared with me have to do with um, making sure that your energy is high and that you don't suffer from low energy as well. Right, so what I'm going to be going over on this segment this week is a product called Air Airborne Airbon, right? Yeah, Airbon. Arb Airbon. Why can't I say it all of a sudden? If I am saying this wrong, I'm totally so- sorry. Airborne, Airborne, Airborne whatever (laughs) a-r-b-o-n-n-e right so the first thing that she had shared with me were um the essentials right and now with that being said it was energy fizz sticks right now with this claim they are saying this it's meet the product i'm getting this information right from their website um is what a kickstarter as a replacement for your morning coffee or for when you start to feel the afternoon sleepies stir in fizz to create a refreshing bubbly drink when you start to feel tired to temporarily help promote alertness energy fizz sticks also help promote endurance and help reduce fatigue they contain antioxidants and a botanical blend of ginseng b vitamins 
combined with caffeine naturally derived from green tea to help boost energy. Looks like there's 30 stick packs from what I'm seeing here, right? So the features is that it's low calorie. It doesn't have these certain chemicals called maltodextrin in them. Um, it's available in citrus or pomegranate. It contains 55 milligrams of naturally derived caffeine, right? And it temporarily helps promote alertness and endurance when you start to feel tired, right? So all of these key ingredients and benefits and features all within this powdered stick, right? And all you have to do is add one stick to the pack um, or add one stick to eight ounces of water and stir, right? Enjoy two to three times per day. Now, I like natural ingredients. I believe that, you know, when you are able to give your body naturally derived ingredients, internally, it can do some good things for us. But I can sit here and tell you that this product is $55 for 30 stick for 30 stick packs right and now if you're getting this on a recurring basis or every few months or if you're drinking a lot of it right that $55 is going to add up pretty quick now here's what you can do to help you battle fatigue and if you're feeling sleepy during the day or to replace your morning cup of coffee right if you're someone who has a lot of caffeine and you're starting to notice the downside of that right? You could try doing this. You can try eating overall enough food. You can try to prepare food ahead of time so that all you have to do when you start to get hungry or tired, if you're starting to get tired in the middle of the day, start to ask yourself, why am I tired? How did I sleep last night? What have I ate today? right? And take that time to then heat up that food that you set some time out in your day earlier in the week to do to eat and to cook. And watch how your energy starts to increase. You really do not need any of this. You don't really need a beverage to help increase your energy. Even if you're someone who finds that they want a cup of coffee in the middle of the day, you don't entirely really need it to help increase your energy. Sometimes you just have to self-reflect and ask yourself, am I stressed out right now? How did I sleep last night? What did I eat today more importantly? And if you didn't eat enough overall food or you tend to eat mostly carbohydrates, right? Which is what I find many women do and that not saying carbs are bad. You guys know I love my carbs, right? But when you consume a higher carb breakfast or an only carb breakfast, you're going to get that Im immediate energy boost followed by a crash because your overall plate was not balanced with fiber and protein and things like that to help sustain your energy. So you really don't need these products, right? Another thing that she had brought up, like I said, was that she was interested in their protein shakes because of the fact that they were all natural ingredients, right? And they are, some of them are also pea protein shakes, right? So 
vegan proteins have been glamorized over the last few years um, because of all natural ingredients and things like that. Now, if that is a choice of yours to be vegan, if you just enjoy having more natural ingredient protein shakes, that's fine. That's your individual choice, right? But something that I want you to know is that vegan and all natural and all of these things, right, are not superior in your goal and your ability to lose weight or not, right? So for a pack of this protein, right, it's $77, which is a lot for a protein, right? You can get just as higher quality protein powders for less and probably taste better as well and will last you even longer, right? So as I read over their product sheet, right, it looks like some of the features that it's claiming is 20 grams per serving of easy to digest vegan protein derived from peas, rice, and cranberries. So it's a vegan source of protein, right? Um, and that's fine. It is supplemented with 24 essential vitamins and minerals to help support healthy living inside and out. Clinically tested and certified to have a low glycemic index, which shows that it has little effect on blood sugar levels and does not cause a spike in blood sugar. It's available in chocolate, vanilla, as well as other seasonal and limited edition flavors. So insulin and things like that gets a really bad rap. And something that a lot of these products will do will say it helps you manage your glucose levels and your insulin and all of this. And while there are certain, you know, benefits to that, especially if you have some underlying conditions, maybe like PCOS or diabetes, those are things maybe to look out for. But does that mean you need this product? Definitely not, right? Ways that you can still lose weight and monitor your insulin spike levels is by monitoring how much carbs you're having at your given meal. And if you're finding that you're feeling a bit lethargic after having a high carb meal, that doesn't mean that carbs are bad, right? Doesn't mean that you're gonna get fat. It just means that's an effect of you having a higher carb breakfast or dinner or lunch or whatever, right? So some of the key ingredients with this that it's claiming is 19 amino acids, including all nine essential amino acids help to support muscle repair, help to support muscle repair and protein synthesis. So what that means is that protein synthesis means that you are consuming enough protein pre and post workout to stimulate muscle growth. That's what that means, right? You can get that in much cheaper and better tasting, most likely, protein powders. You can also just get that through food as well, right? So protein promotes satiety. That's true. We know that. It means it helps you stay full. It's claiming that it's lower in sugar and supports energy levels with minimal impact on blood sugar levels. So it, it it's said that twice, right? So now it's also saying because it's lower in sugar that it's also more superior. Now, what I've talked about before, just because something is lower in sugar does not mean that it's healthier for you, does not mean it's going to make you lose more weight, right? The thing with higher sugar foods is that they taste good. They're higher in carbs, they're higher in fat. 
So do not feel like you have to cut out all of your sugar to lose weight. When people say that they lose weight by cutting out their sugar, it's because most high sugar foods are higher in carbs and higher in fat, and they're creating that calorie deficit through limiting their carb and their fat intake that just happens to also have a lot of sugar in it, right? So it's saying add two scoops to water to make the shake. Does it say how many per day? No, it doesn't. Okay. So guys, the reason why I'm sharing with this with you is so that you know that you do not need these products. If you choose to get them, that is on you and that's fine, right? But I don't want you to sit here and think that you need them. And that there are other ways and other measures that you can take to help you lose weight without having to buy endless amounts of supplements. And most likely, they are already in your house. And you can start incorporating with ease on a daily basis consistently to start combating the low energy, the hunger, the feelings like you have to do it to lose weight every single day all right so let's dive into today's episode let me know what you guys were able to learn from this segment of wtf wednesday this is the lift nourish and thrive podcast i'm your host julia feliciano i'm a health and fitness coach and entrepreneur who's passionate to help you find balance on your fitness journey so that you can stop falling off track on your weight loss goal stemmed from my own eating disorder triggered by myths in the health and fitness industry. You know, things like don't eat past 7 p.m., carbs are going to make you fat, and you must slave away on an elliptical to lose weight. In this podcast, I debunk fitness and nutrition myths with both brains and sass so that you can finally have a sustainable relationship with fitness, so that you can finally lose weight and keep it off, so that you can stop freaking out if your chicken is fried or grilled and stop saying no to social events because you're on a diet, so that you can finally see the beauty in your physical strength through lifting, so that you can finally have the confidence in your life to be the woman that you really want to be. Now let's get into today's episode. What is up, guys? Welcome back to the Lift, Nourish, and Thrive podcast. Happy Memorial Day here if you are in the U.S. And I hope you are going into the start of this week feeling really good, feeling really optimistic, feeling as if you are going to accomplish everything that you want in this life. And I hope that you are going into this week and navigating this holiday despite possible social distancing, quarantine measures that still might be taken in your state right now. Maybe you are having a family dinner or a barbecue in some capacity. And I hope that you are going into this holiday and after this weekend enjoying yourself a bit um, and not feeling so much pressure in regards to feeling like your diet needs to be perfect, feeling like your workouts have to be perfect, feeling that like you have to restrict yourself at these certain events or dinners and that you're just feeling really good. Um, And the reason why I'm sharing this is because over the weekend, I caught myself a little bit 
beating myself up and feeling a bit, um, I guess the word would be anxiety over how I was just kind of feeling in my body. So what I mean by that is that on Friday, I had a bit of an emotional day. Um, I was listening to my business coach's podcast and she brought up some topics that I really, really deeply related to that I didn't even realize was something that I was struggling with or that I was telling myself. So I felt kind of like, oh shit, like kind of like this huge realization, um, awakening type of feeling, right? I had a ugly cry that I formerly called it. Now an ugly cry is when you, you know, you get upset about something or you get worked up about something and you just need to cry and you're letting it out if it's a good cry, if it's a bad cry, right? And for me, this was a bit of a off type of cry. It didn't feel sad. It didn't feel angry. It just felt like an overwhelming amount of emotion, right? So with that ugly cry, I let it out to my husband and I got out a little bit for the afternoon. I had a social distancing date for lunch with my mom. We went food shopping together while trying to social distance. Um, And it was just, it was an emotional weekend, right, in that sense. So when I listened to my business coach's podcast and she Um, brought up a lot of certain topics and then I let her know you know what that podcast episode did for me right she said um, don't call it an ugly cry call it a beautiful cry right and that allowed me to kind of step back and realize you know even when we don't intentionally mean to negatively name call something right the power that that has over us because with that me calling it an ugly cry made me feel like it was kind of bad right and that it was had to be uncomfortable and that it had to be a negative experience when in reality the realizations that I were having were actually quite opening and beautiful in their own way right because they are going to allow me to really up level into the coach and the business owner and the overall woman that I really want to be right so with me sharing that story is leading into the next kind of topic within the story. Um, So when I went to lunch with my mom, we had a social distance date, uh, right across from the food store was Wendy's, right? And my mom said, do you want to go have Wendy's? We'll, We'll have it in our car, we'll sit in our cars, whatever. And it's a joke of mine and my mom's to have Wendy's in the car because when I was a kid, she would take me to Wendy's and pull straight up from the drive through into this specific parking spot and quote, (laughs) tell me that she was punishing me right that I had to look at the street and we were just going to eat in the car so it's just like this inside joke that we have um you have to live it to kind of know what I mean but um you know we were joking about how it would be like when I was a kid so I said yeah sure right and I didn't have any like food anxiety I was super hungry though Um, um, I wasn't worried about like gaining weight or anything like that prior to eating, but after I ate, I didn't really feel so good. It was also very hot that day. I was a little bit overwhelmed with, um, just kind of everything that had gone on earlier in the day. Um, and then I ate Wendy's, right? I had some French fries and they were delicious, right? But afterwards I didn't really feel really good because I scarfed it down. I ate it very fast. Um... I was hot, I was sweating, I was trying to socialize through the car, right? And it was just kind of like a 
different experience, right? And I didn't really feel too good from that food physically, right? But rather than sitting there and beating myself up for having the french fries on the chicken nuggets, um, I kind of laughed about it and in my head and said to myself, even though like I'm physically not feeling so hot from this right now, like I literally just scarfed that food down, right? I'm going to look back on this a year from now, two years from now, and remember the time that my mom and I social distanced and ate Wendy's in the car, right? And we were laughing together and we took a picture and it was a fun, funny experience, right? And that's what I'm choosing to remember rather than how physically crappy I felt from scarfing down that food and that possible guilt that might have surrounded that experience of me eating it right so as the day continued and i left there on my way home i stopped off at my brother's house and i social distanced said hello to my sister-in-law my brother and my nephew and i hadn't talked to them besides like facetime and texting since before all of this quarantine stuff happened so it was a really great experience to see them and talk to them and, and see my little nephew who had grown so much in the two months that it was that i had seen him right and as we were all talking in the driveway like six feet apart whatever uh we heard the ice cream man right and with that it was mr softy it wasn't just any ice cream man right and as we heard the ice cream man ringtone whatever it is going off sound song whatever um my little nephew started like getting excited and wanting ice cream (laughs) right so with that what do you think we did? We got ice cream, right? I got a soft serve ice cream with rainbow sprinkles. And I'm going to sit back and reflect, did I really want that ice cream? And in that moment, yeah, I did. I totally wanted it, (laughs) right? Because I love ice cream. I love soft serve ice cream. I love Mr. Softy, right? It was so cool to have that moment with my nephew and my sister-in-law and my brother too, right? Because he was so excited after he got over the initial fear of the ice cream man wearing a mask. (laughs) So it was something that afterwards, physically, I also did not feel very great from because of my overall day, right? It was hot. I was out and about. I was a little bit emotionally stirred up from that morning. I had not eaten enough overall food throughout the day because I was out and about and because of the fact that um, I was going to be out, right? So all I really had that day was my normal breakfast of some eggs and some toast and some berries, right? And then I had the Wendy's and then I had the ice cream. And then I don't even remember what happened once I got home. I think I wasn't very hungry, right? But I physically just didn't feel very good from eating the fries and the ice cream because I didn't eat enough overall nutrient-dense healthy foods throughout the day, right? So the reason why I'm sharing this little rant with you is so that you know that sometimes you're not going to feel good after eating those treats, right? Like the french fries or the ice cream, but that doesn't mean that you have to entirely cut it out altogether, right? What you can do is be a bit more prepared right? Say you know that you have that social event. Say you know that you're going to be going out. What can you do to make the healthiest choice for you possible where you don't have to feel like you're also restricting yourself at the same time, right? Not feeling like you have to give into the pressure of 
you know, having the french fries or having the ice cream cone if your family is wanting it, right? Because we have that power to make that decision. And often many people will say, oh, well, my husband's eating it, I have to eat it. Or my kids are eating it, I have to eat it, right? I'm just around it. It's the easiest thing to do. And while that's true, right, to a certain extent, you still have that power to say no if you want. And I had the power in those moments to say, you know, mom, I don't really want Wendy's, (laughs) even though I was hungry and I did, right? Or you know, I don't really want ice cream right now. I'm going to go home and have dinner. Like, while I have that power in saying those things, right, I also have the power in knowing that my decision to eat the french fries or the ice cream is okay too, right? So with that, you can have both. And one decision over the other does not make you better or worse or that you're going to lose all of your progress right? What matters is how you talk to yourself through it and how you come to the decision of what you want for yourself. And that is where you're going to be more confident with your decision making, with your food on your weight loss goal, right? You'll also be able to still enjoy food, enjoy social outings without beating yourself up too much. And if you have those foods and then you physically don't feel so great afterwards, That just allows you to learn furthermore about yourself on what happened during the day that led you up to not feeling good, right? And for me, it was noticing that I hadn't really just eaten enough overall food that day. I also had not been drinking as much water as I normally do because I was out and about. And who wants to feel like they have to go to the bathroom, especially during a pandemic where everybody's washing their hands and wearing masks? You don't want to use a public bathroom too often, right? So those are all the things to really just check in with yourself about. And I wanted to share that little story with you guys because I know that you might be feeling those same things too and that I hope you learn something from and that you can now apply to your life and your weight loss goal, right? In every single way. So in today's episode, we're going to be talking about why is your diet not working? Why isn't my diet working? Right? Now, this is something that not only have I used to really struggle with, but this is also something that many clients who initially come to work with me inside of Lift, Nourish, and Thrive struggle with too. Right? So the first thing that many people feel as to wondering why their diet isn't working comes from a place of feeling like I'm working out super hard, I'm super consistent, I'm not missing my workout, right? I'm counting my calories, I'm counting my macros, maybe you're doing Weight Watchers and you're counting your points, right? And you are feeling like you are doing all of the right things, right? What else could be going wrong? What are you doing wrong? And with that being said, because of those feelings like you are missing something, right, you decide to say, F that, that's not working. I'm going to now go find something else to do. I'm going to find another diet or another method to lose weight, right? And with that being said, that means that you're not sticking to your diet and your weight loss attempts long enough. So that's reason number one, 
right? Maybe with what you were doing, you were getting some results from it at first, but now maybe your weight has plateaued, you're not losing any more weight, your body measurement isn't, your body measurements aren't changing, and you're starting to get really frustrated, right? It can be this really slow and tedious process to wonder, well, why isn't it working, right? So the more that you bounce around from trying different methods of eating to another, the more you are not giving your body time to adapt to what it is that you were currently trying to do. And because we live in a society that wants things right now, right, we expect our bodies to be Amazon Prime, we expect the scale to be like Amazon Prime, get it quick, right? We get super frustrated. So the next thing to ask yourself is with what you are currently then switching to trying to do, do you want to do that forever? Right? What is your long-term method to keeping the weight off that you might lose? So that's reason number one. You're not sticking to your diet long enough. And I promise you sometimes even a month is not long enough. I've had clients formally try four different methods of dieting within a month because they're not seeing the reflection on the scale. So they think that it's not working. And patience while you are trying to lose weight is going to be your best friend. You have to have patience. If you don't have that patience, you're always going to be bouncing around from different methods of eating to another or working out. And then you're going to always feel like you have to be very confrontational when you decide to switch your method of eating and that you have to stand up for that reasoning. Well, I have this, I have that. I've been doing it this long. And when the day comes that you don't have to be so confrontational or defensive, that's the better word, where you don't have to be so defensive about your method of eating, right? Even though you know deep down that something's not working, that is where the progress will come. And that is where you might start to be able to see that scale reflecting it a bit. Reason number two that your diet may not be working is that you're not eating enough. So I've spoken about this before, but when you are not eating enough overall calories throughout the day, your body adapts to its current caloric intake in its own way to keep you safe. Your body doesn't want to lose weight. Our bodies don't like dieting. It wants to just be chill, right? It's a stressor. So... The more you try to lower your calories and stick to that low calorie amount without any justification of how you got that number formally, right? Maybe it's just what my fitness pal told you. Those are not taking into account your dieting history. So if you're someone who is always bouncing around from either higher calorie to lower calorie, higher carb, lower carb, lower fat, higher fat, well, guess what? That's your body not adapting to 
the current stimulus that you're trying to give it. Right? And that is why you are struggling to then lose weight and see that reflection on the scale. And that is something that is really hard to work around. Right? It's a whole other mindset shift that's needed because as women, we are always told that we have to cut calories so drastically to lose weight. So then when you start introducing more food or starting to incorporate certain foods that maybe you once restricted yourself from, it can be this bit of a mind blow, right? You can feel a bit uneasy with that, but that's a whole podcast episode for another day. <laughs> But you will, depending on your history, depending on your situation, is that no matter what, if you are not eating enough food, overall food, your body will adapt to it and that will halt your weight loss. So reason number three that your diet may not be working is you've been in a calorie deficit for too long. You've been dieting for so long. You don't remember the last time you weren't counting your calories or your macros or you were forcing yourself to restrict, right? So that calorie deficit, right, means eating less calories than your body needs to maintain its weight, right? And it can be created from consuming less calories or expending more calories, right? So you might be sitting here and wondering, well, why is it bad to be in a deficit for a long time. Isn't dieting and losing weight healthy, right? And now the answer to that is, well, sort of, to a certain extent, right? So think of your metabolism, everyone, as a thermostat in your house. And when you don't get all the calories you need for long periods of time, like I said earlier, your body regulates itself by turning down your metabolism just as a thermostat would if your house got too hot, right? So it's a regulated system designed to keep your metabolism in line with your daily caloric intake, right? And now if you can't remember the last time you weren't trying to lose weight, there's a good chance it's time to give your body a break and more importantly, your mind, right? So after a long place, right, from a physiological standpoint, your organs use less energy, your heart rate slows, right, your thyroid hormones, your testosterone, your estrogen, your progesterone, your leptin, your ghrelin, all of these certain hormones, right, are negatively affected. Your NEAT decreases, which is your non-exercise activity thermogenesis, Right, so that's how your body burns calories without actually actively exercising, right? And overall, your body and your muscles become more efficient at requiring less fuel and less calories. And now this is also why you might wonder why it's so hard to lose those last few pounds, right? And now simply put, a calorie deficit gets harder and harder to achieve after fat loss, as your as excuse me, as your maintenance calories, right, have decreased due to these metabolic and hormonal adaptations, right? So 
you're not broken. It's not that you're broken. It's not that you need this next best fix, right? It's basically your metabolism showing you that it's adaptive. And now, while I threw a lot at you there, this is all on a very individual basis, right? So if you are like, well, okay, I think this is why my diet's not working. If you've learned anything through those where you're coming to the conclusion, well, okay, that's why, right? Don't feel like you have to do this on your own, right? Don't feel like you have to play scientist and wonder what it is that your body's doing. That's where having a coach can be very helpful, right? So that we can help you make the most educated decision for you rather than you possibly coming from a place of of just doing it from your own feelings. And like I said in my last podcast, there's a big difference between doing something out of facts and then only doing something from a place of feelings. You want to be doing a mixture of both so that your feelings feel right for you, but that you're also doing what you need to do based upon facts, based upon truth, right? And often we get very caught up in our own feelings and we only look at something from our point of view where having a coach can help expand your mindset, your knowledge on everything that it is that you're going through and give you that feedback, right? Reason, another reason, excuse me, why you may be struggling on your diet right now and you're not losing any more weight is you've cut out too many of your favorite things, right? So sometimes the more that we restrict on our diets, the stricter our diets become, right? The harder it is for us to resist foods that we actually really like, right? So we come from a place of feeling like we need to cut out this, cut out that. And then because we're trying so hard, right? We then become fixated on those foods. Totally and utterly fixated. Have you ever dieted and felt like the cookies in your closet are talking to you even though you just ate? Well, there you go, right? So what also starts to happen is because of the fact that you've been so on track during the week with your diet, the weekend comes and those cravings start to get a bit more intense. Maybe there's parties, maybe you're going out to dinner, And then you have thoughts of, well, I was so good during the week. I deserve this. I hit my calories perfectly. I didn't, I, I hit my points perfectly. I deserve it. Right? What then happens is you have an utter free for all and you eat everything in sight and more. So not only are you now physically feeling shitty because you're really full and you're bloated, right? But now any possible calorie deficit that you created for yourself during the week is gone because the weekend came and then you put yourself in a caloric surplus or back at maintenance. And besides all of those terms, what's worse about all of this is now you feel like shit about yourself, right? And that's the worst thing of it all. I can get into the science behind it. You guys know I'll do that. But what's worse is feeling shitty about yourself after all of this. And instead of 
talking to your husband on the way home about how great the food is, what a great time you had together, right? Maybe your possible next date night. You're sitting there and you're telling him, oh my God, I'm so fat. I feel so fat. I can't breathe. I need to take these pants off. I'm stuffed. Right? And that's not really that enjoyable. We might laugh about it to our husband. They might laugh at us. But then instead of focusing on all of the great things about our social outing, we're sitting there feeling like a stuffed sausage in our jeans. Right? So these are all things that I've been through too, guys. I know that these are the thoughts that you have. (laughs) I know. And I know how crappy that feels. Right? Another reason why your diet might not be working is maybe you're not actually in a calorie deficit. So say my fitness pal tells you to eat 1700 calories per day to lose weight, right? And you're following that to a T. But you have no idea leading up to this decision that 1700 calories was your amount to lose weight, how much you were maintaining your body weight at. Right? How many calories how many calories were you eating before all of this? Right? So say also that you don't really understand portion sizes, right? Because you've never tracked your food before. And say that you are nibbling here and there or taking small bites here and there on certain things, like when you're making your kids food, right? And with that being said, you're not in an overall calorie deficit. Right? So it sounds really simple, but if you're not in a calorie deficit, you will not be losing body fat. Right? So if you decide to do keto or low carb or intermittent fasting, paleo, Atkins, whatever, none of them will work if you are in a caloric surplus. It all just comes back to that calories in, calories out. But all of these things will work if you are in a calorie deficit. It doesn't mean that one is more superior than the other. It all just goes back to being in that calorie deficit, right? And you can choose how you want to do that. You guys know I will always promote a flexible dieting approach to weight loss because that is what I see clients are able to lose weight and keep it off with more ease. They don't really feel like they're dieting because they're still eating foods that they love while being mindful of eating enough overall healthy foods, right? And how you decide to be in your own personal calorie deficit is totally up to you at the end of the day, right? But I will always encourage you to do so in a way that is sustainable and that doesn't make you a miserable bitch, right? Or feeling like you have to cut out all the certain things that bring joy to your life at the same time. Because it's also okay for you to enjoy food. It's okay to love food. We joke about it all the time. (laughs) I love food. (laughs) Right? It's okay. You're not fat for loving food. Right? And I want to let that sit with you. Because I know that deep down, that might be something that you're shameful about. Whew, I wish you guys could see my face right now. <laughs> so 
If a light bulb went off with all of this, that's what I'm here to help you with, guys. That's what my podcast is for, my Instagram, my Facebook page, right? That's what all of this is for, is to help you. Because I know what it feels like to feel like something is wrong with you when you feel like you're trying to do everything right, but something's just not working. And feeling like you always have to find that next best thing and dabble in that next best thing because the scale's not reflecting what it is that you want and because you feel like you're just not there yet. So if this episode has resonated with you, if you've learned something, please share it with me, right? Send me a DM, share it on your Instagram, screenshot the episode, right? Let others know what you learned, spread the word about the podcast, right? So that we can all just continue to embrace and work together on knowing that we don't have to normalize all of these struggles that we have. And what I mean by normalize is when women struggle to lose weight, it's like, oh, every woman struggles to lose weight, huh? right? And it gets like laughed on or every, every person like binge eats once in a while, right? And the answer with that is no, it doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't have to be every woman, right? Because deep down, no woman wants to feel like shit about herself and her body and feel freaked out around food and anxious around food. Right? And no woman wants to feel like a stuffed sausage in their jeans forever. <laughs> so I hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast episode. Let me know what you were able to learn and I will talk to you next Wednesday. Have a good day. Thank you so much for tuning into today's podcast episode of the Lift, Nourish and Thrive podcast. It would mean so much for me for you to leave the podcast a five-star review on iTunes. Share a review. Let me know what your biggest takeaways from today's episode are. Share with me what it is that you have learned from tuning into the podcast weekly on Wednesdays when new episodes are released. When you leave the podcast a five-star review on iTunes, it allows for the podcast to be seen. And when the podcast is seen, we are able to help even more women out there understand what Lift, Nourish, and Thrive is all about. And we are able to continue to further change the lives of so many women out there. So thank you so much for tuning into the episodes, and I will see you guys next week.